Welcome everyone to the Oave Torah Daf Yomi Shiur. Today's Shiur is Daf Teth in Yuma. We will begin on Daf Chet Amubet at the words Lilishkat Palhedrin, uh, at the two dots towards the bottom of Chet Amubet. The Mishnah had said that we take the Kohen Gadol, we separate him from his wife. And we were discussing till now why seven days and where we get it from and all the details of the seven days and whether Paraduma also has seven days and different machlokets about that. At this point, I want to focus on the, ne- the next part of that statement, which was saying where we send him to. Okay, except that he's going for seven days, but to where? So it seems like the Mishnah is referring to the room as Lishkat Palhedrin, which we will now examine where that is and why it's called that. Says the Gemara. Tanya, we learned in the Barita. Rabbi Yehuda says, V'chi l'shket paladim hayta? Was it really called l'shket palhedrin? V'halo l'shket balvati hayta? Balvati hayta? It was the l'shket, the chamber of the balvati. Now, a balvati is a... Um, Rashi says, Lashon Sarim. It's like it's like a Lashon of uh I would say nobleman. Asad is a nobleman. Okay. It's a Lashon of it's a it's a nobleman's room. It's a, why are you calling it the chamber of the Palhadrin? It should be the chamber of the nobleman. Ella rather says the says the Says the Gemara, Ela betchila you kolin rotol shkad balvati. If we used to call it balvati, we talk shontim alav mamon lekuna. Since the people gave money to become a kohen, and therefore the people stopped being kohen gadol because they were qualified, but rather whoever had the most money became the the, the, the kohen gadol. Since that happened, right? And it was working that every 12 months they would get a new Kohen Gadol. It's like this Paladrin, it's like, it's like the, uh, it's like the palaces. like these officers, every 12 months they would switch them. Therefore they switched it to court, the Lashon of the the place of the Palhedrin because of that. It seems like uh, during the time of the second Beit HaMikdash, the, the, the Romans and the Greeks who were in charge of Israel saw the, the the office of the Kohen Gadol because it has power as something and it has a lot of kavod you know, represent Israel, as something to be auctioned off and to make money off and the person who would offer the most money would get the appointment and they wouldn't make it through the year but they would enjoy their year uh, building themselves palaces and showing that showing, showing breaking down whatever anyone else built and building their own palaces and that that 
that's why they re they renamed the Lishkat Palavadrin, the Sanim, not Noam anymore than now the Palhadrin, which is a word to describe which is a word to describe these guys um lowless. Okay. Tanahatum over there. We have a new Mishnah. Okay. Now this Mishnah is discussing something similar to the Paladrim, something similar to the idea, but we're going to discuss Demai. And from there, we'll get to this Paladrim business. Now, um, Demai, of course, you know, is food that is bought from Amaharetz. When you buy food from Amaharetz, you have to separate Maasad, even though it's probable that the Amaharetz probably separated Maasad and Tunumah. You do have to separate, again, a Re-Tunumah. However, we're much more lenient with this re-separation. Because since it's very probable that it was already separated, we only have a little suspicion it might not be separated. We're not as strict as, as a guy who grew his own produce and taking Maasev. When you grow your own produce, you know for a fact that no one took Maasev. And therefore, Echayav and everything the way it's supposed to be. We're going to soon see that that's not so when it comes to the mice. Says if you have a baker who runs a bakery and now he's buying grain from Amaaretz, the Hahamim only make him separate Tirumat Maaser. Now, before I go any further, I want to just give us a quick rundown on the different Chiyuvim of Tirumat as a as a background. When a person has a field, first things first is you have to separate Tinuma. Tinuma, number one, is holy. Okay? Which means that no one can eat it besides a Kohen. Two, the average is two percent. An average amount to take is two percent. So the whole field, two percent straight will go to the Kohen. Okay? And of course it's holy until you until you separate Tinuma, you can't eat anything. Then there's you separate Maaser Rishon. Six out of six years, you separate Maaser Rishon. It's 10%, but not 10% of the whole. 10% only of what remains after the Truma. So since we already separated 2%, what's left is 98%. 10% of that is, is 9.8% of the whole thing. will be separated Maaser Rishon. Maaser Rishon is not holy. So technically, it is edible by Israeli, and the Israel can't eat it, just it's not his. He has to give it to the Levi, and the Levi will, the Levi will do what he wants. He can either give it back to you or do whatever he wants. Then there's, um, ma, the, the, the Levi himself needs to separate something called ma, Tirumat Maaser. Tirumat off his Maaser. He got his 9.8, he's going to have to separate 9.8. That's not, nothing to do with the, with the owner of the field, but the Levi's job is to separate Tirumat Maaser from his thing, which is a little, which is, also, ten percent of his. Then, there's every year there's a flip. Sometimes it's maser ani. Sometimes there's maser sheni. Maser sheni we spoke about many times has to be eaten in Yerushalayim. It belongs to the owner, but he has to eat in Yerushalayim. So that he'll take to Yerushalayim. Either he'll switch it to money and carry it to Yerushalayim, or he'll actually take it to Yerushalayim. And then there's two two out of six years, years three and year six. Instead of doing Maaser Shini in Yerushalayim, you give the money to the poor people. Okay? So, 
and that's called Maser Ani. Both Maser Ani and Maser, all the Masers are not holy, per se. All the Trumas are holy, and only Kohen can eat them. Okay? Maser from Levi is not holy. Trumat Maser is also holy, correct. Okay? Let's go. So now, now we're discussing now, let's say you're a bakery, and you don't buy all your wheat from religious people, you buy some of them from my artists who don't know the law so well. So says the Gemara, Hanachtomim lo chivu otam chachamim la'afrish el atzumat ma'asir v'chalaf. Chachamim did not require them to, they did not require them to separate tirumat, only tirumat ma'asir and chalaf. Oh, the only thing they had to separate from these things is tirumat ma'asir. What now? We have to go through all the different ideas to find out why they do that. I think you should get a Gemara, Shlomo. Okay, good. I understand why they don't have to separate Tinuma Gidola, regular Tinuma Gidola, why they don't have to do. Titania, because we learned in the bright top of Tetamanalf, the fish shalach bechol gibulei severa, she emavashim el Tinuma Gidola belvad, period. So the answer is the reason why we don't make the, the baker who, get, who, who, fought, who gets wheat from a from a Amma Aritz, why don't we make them separate Tinuma Aritz? Because when the rabbis decided wh- what everyone's doing, they made an analysis. They made a. They went around all Israel to see what the Ameha Aritz are doing regarding Tuma, and they found that the only thing that everyone separates is Tuma Gidola. And since everyone separates Tuma Gidola, when you take when you, when when a baker will buy bread buy wheat from an Amma Aritz, he should he doesn't separate Tuma Gidola because he knows it's automatically separated from the Amma Aritz. So the well, uh, is out. That first two percent, we don't make the baker separate from the stuff because it's already done. Automatic. Next. Now, Maserishon Umaserani. What about Maserishon Maserani? Hamotzi Namilo. Also, you don't have to separate that either. Why not? Why not the next? Again, Maserishon, we said, was the 10% that goes to who? Harry? No. Maserishon goes to, sorry, goes to Levi. And it's non holy. So Maserishon, sorry, Harry. Maseri uh, Shon is the non-holy stuff. He's supposed to give it to the lady. But we don't make you give it. You know why? Because which means the following. This is non-holy stuff. Okay? You, I bought this wheat from, from Amartz. He says, the wheat's good. It's already done. Now, we don't know for sure whether he separated Maseri Shon or not. Now, If we don't know what, so, so what you could do is, you could separate it, but you don't have to give it to them. Why not? Because, what, if I, let, let's say it's me and the, Andy, me and the Levy, right? I'm, I, I'm, I'm the baker, and I have uh, 100 sacks of flour. And the Levy passes by, so to, if the Kohen passes by, and I'm supposed to give him to the you want to give me to the No, I don't have to give you to the You know why? Because the Amar for sure gave to the we know that for a fact. The Levy passes by, Okay, now we don't know for sure he gave Maaseh. That we don't know. Levi passes by. I'm separating Maaseh. Levi says, okay, give me the 10 sacks, uh, 9.8 sacks of, uh, of wheat that, you, that you're separating. And I said, no, I'm not giving you any. Why not? I thought you said, why are you, you, are you keeping them? Maaseh is not supposed to go to Levi. I don't have to give it to you. When you, I, I, I'm claiming that, in, in my opinion, the Amar separated Maaseh Nishon. 
You're claiming he didn't separate my station. Prove that he didn't separate, and I'll give it to you. I have no idea. No one has an idea what the Amaran said. And therefore, since you can't prove it, I can keep it. I'll separate it, and I'll keep it. And again, I told you it's not holified. Since it's not holified, so I can just keep it. I separate it, and I don't give it to Levi, because I don't have to give it to you. Because the famous rule of let the Levi prove that he didn't separate it, and I'll give it to him. He didn't prove, okay, chalas. And I said, and he also, when the Ani passes by and he wants his uh, his 8.8% that comes, again, remember what we said? His first Tinuma, 2%. Then there's Mased, Rishon to the Levi, 9.8%. And then there's 8.8%, which is Mased Ani or Mased Shini, depending on the year. Okay, so if it's, if it's a Mased Ani year also, the Ani passes by. And he wants his 8.8%, and we tell him, oh, okay, yeah, you want no problem. You prove that he didn't separate, I'll give it to you. There's no way anyone to prove it, so khalas, I'm keeping it. Okay? Now, Elama says, Shani, Nifreshuv, Nisguv, Nechluv, Yushalayim. How could we, what, what, how could we let the guy not separate Masid? Shani, he should have to separate Masid Shani. And eat Yerushalayim. Well, you can say, Hamotim Echavero Alavaraya on Yerushalayim. And then it works on a person. You could tell, you could tell a Levi, Hamotim Echavero Alavaraya. You could tell an Ani, Hamotim Echavero Alavaraya. You can tell, you can tell the food, Hamotim Echavero Alavaraya, I don't have to eat you in Yerushalayim. It doesn't work. You should have to eat the Masesh in Yerushalayim. How do we allow the baker to only separate Tumat Maased and not separate anything else? Does it make sense? Says the Gemara, Amar Ula mitoch she parhedrin halalu chov tinotam kol shnei masar chodesh. Since these parhedrin, which are these kings or coin gadols who got appointed, would beat them every twelve months, and they would make them sell cheap. It seems like. It seems like they would they would make the bakers sell their stuff cheap. Who's this? Who's the Parhedrin, the Kohenga those who are in charge of taxes. Okay. So these Kohenga those who are appointed every twelve months would make them sell cheap in order that they sell a lot of bread. And I guess they would put a tax on each loaf, and this way they lose. They, they, these Parhedrin guys gain a lot of money. Basically. Right. So since they got they, 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 they getting these guys getting commission, they made them sell cheap, and they were losing money. They were making very very little profit. The rabbis didn't want to bother them to separate Maaseh Shani from Dubai. Now, how could the rabbis get you out of separating Maaseh Shani? It's Maaseh Shani. Answer is, since it's only a chashash, we're only not sure if they separated, the rabbis took that problem off of the bakers, and they only have to separate Tinumat Maaseh and nothing else. My parhedrin, what, do we, what does the word parhedrin means? Pursi. A pursi is a super, someone who's in charge of something. Okay. Now, let's discuss the first Beit HaMikdash and the second Mikdash. Is everything clear so far? Yeah. Okay. Amar Rabbah Barachana, Amar Rabbi Yochanan. Mai dikhtiv yirat Hashem tosif yamim ushnot rishayim tekotzana. The fear of Hashem will increase your days and the years of the wicked will be cut short. What does that mean? Yirat Hashem tosif yamim. The yirat Hashem will add days Zemikdash Rishon. That's the first Beit Mikdash. 
שעמד 410 שנים, which stood for 410 years, ולא שימשו בו אלה שמונה עשרת כהנים גדולים. Even though it's 410 years, they only had 18 כהנים גדולים, 400 years. Now, if you make your myth, that's a long time that each כהנים גדולים is serving, yeah. right? It's 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 put it this way. America is about two hundred and fifty years old. Okay, and how many presidents we have? Forty-six. 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 I don't know. Whatever. I think it's old. We got quite a few. You know, he doesn't count this one. So in the forties. So if you have four hundred years, and you're down to only eighteen, so they're serving for a while. Okay. Good. Now. Again, it's more years and less president, much less, and, and half the president. So you, you figure that if America would be 400 years, then they would already have, be up to, I don't know how many presidents they'd be up to, let's say uh, 75, 80 presidents. And here we're at 18 at the 400 years. So it's a lot, it's a, it's a very, very long amount of times. When it says the years of the Sha'im will be shortened, that's the Mikdash Shani. Sha'amad al Bamot Vesim Shah was 420 years. There were more than 300 Kohanim serving in the second Bet Mikdash. That's because the, the Kohen Gadols in the second Bet Mikdash were the Shaim. So they didn't last too long. And not only that, there was 40 years that was Shimon HaTzadik was Kohen Gadol. So you have to take, take that away from the 420 years. And Shimonim Yochanan Kohen Gadol. And 80 years of Yochanan Kohen Gadol. That's 120 years less. That comes out to about 300 years. And Esen Shishimesh Ishmael ben Bachi, and 10 years of Ishmael ben Bachi, Ve'amila and others say, Achat Esen Shana Shishimesh Elezim ben Chasom, Mikan ve'el se'el chushom, Kol echad ve'chem lo'hot ishnato. There wasn't one, they, most of them did, didn't average to finish the year. Okay? None, actually, none of them lived out a full year. None of the other guys made a full year being going at all. Yeah, it's less than 300, but 300 of them, so it's less than a year. Yeah, it's less than a year. Why was the Mishkan in Shiloh destroyed? So, the reason why, the, again, there's the Mishkan, there's the two Beit HaMikdash. Why was the Mishkan in Shiloh destroyed? Because there are two things wrong. And one is Gilu Ayot, which is immorality, and the other one is Bizon Kachim, people didn't, Take care. Didn't were embarrassing the the korbanot. What giluayro techtiv? Because pasuk says ve'eli zaken. The pasuk says Eli was very old. V'shama et kol asher yasun banav lechol yisrael, and he heard everything that his sons were doing to all the Jews. V'teshishkevun et anashim hatzovot petach omoed, and that he they were sleeping with the women. Who came petach oil moed? So Eli's sons, it says, were sleeping with the women who were coming to the oil moed. Now, that that shows that there was immorality in the Beit Hamikdash. Now, we, the Gemara will qualify that, and of course, we're not really saying that Eli's sons were doing that. gav even though says Anyone who says that the sons of Eli actually did Gilayot is just mistaken. It's 
It wasn't, welcome Joni. It wasn't that he actually, they actually slept with him. But what happened was, is that they, they were, the ladies were coming to offer their, to offer their korbanot to the Beit Magdash, which would allow them to go back home and be with their husbands. Okay? okay. Now, these sons of Eli did not, they, they, they didn't, they didn't uh, make it easy for them to offer their korbanot. And since they didn't make it easy, they delayed it. It caused the ladies to end up going home and not be able. Yeah. Ivan, can you get on the Zoom? Uh, why is it asking him for an email and a password? Anyone know? Uh, I thought we, we. I thought it was working. Maybe. Hold on. We're going to try to let you on. Hold on. We have uh, Joey Hammer working on it. Pause it, yeah. Is it just me or... Uh, no, it, it would be just you on the Zoom. We're waiting for someone to join. Pause, yeah. Okay. So, it wasn't that they actually slept with the ladies, the B'nai Eli. What they actually did was, these, these Kwani, was that they were haughty and they didn't... They, 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 uh, they used to... Some say that they used to do, being that the ladies were just bringing uh, korbanot of birds, yeah. and there were other meat korbanot, they would allow the meat korbanot to go ahead of the line and would do the ladies last. Okay. Now, since the ladies weren't sure that their korbanot would go that day, they would hang out in Yerushalayim longer to make sure that their korbanot get offered. During that delay, they're not going home to their husband. They're really supposed to be mutar to their husband. And they're basically being delayed from having more children for at least one night because of the sons of Eli. And the Torah says on their level, that's as if they, as if they slept with them. They, even though they didn't do anything, but they're causing them to be away from their husbands. Okay. Says the Gemara. Bizayon Kochim. Why do we know that there was Bizayon Kochim in the Mishkan? Because Pasuk says, Even before they would bring the chelev on the mezbeach, they would, even before they bring the burn the chelev on the mezbeach, the, the kohen's servant would come to the guy who was doing the korban and say, "Give us the meat to roast for the kohen. He doesn't want cooked meat. He wants roast. He wants raw meat." And the guy would say, What do you mean? Well, I'll put it on the Mizbech and then you'll take it. No, he said, No, give it to me now. I'll take, it with my, I'll take what I want. I'll take it by force. That's a bizayon that he wants to take his portion of the Korban before it went on his back. That's called, these are the two reasons. One, reason number one is because they're delaying the Korbanot, and reason number two, because they're taking the, the meat of the Korban before they went on his back. What? Yes. That, that, that's when it got destroyed, but during at least time. Okay. Mikdash Shishon Mibnei Merachalaf. Why was the first Beit Mikdash destroyed? The three Avirot that were there. Number one, Abu Dazara. Number two, Gilu Avirot. Number three, Shvichut Amin. 
immorality and bloodshed. All the immorality, bloodshed, and bloodshed, that's what caused the problem. Abu Dazara, I had him know this Abu Dazara, because Masuk says, Ki katsor ha Because the couch is too short to stretch out. Vamasecha, and the, and the, the cover is tsaraki katitkanes, it's too narrow to curl up. What does that mean? We see, says the Gemara. My katsar ha matza mistalea. Amar biochanan. The, the Beit HaMikdash is too short for two people to control at the same time. Which means you can't have Hashem and the Avodah Zarah handling the Beit HaMikdash at one time. Therefore, we got rid of the Beit HaMikdash. That's, that's a hint that there was Avodah Zarah in the Beit HaMikdash which caused the Beit HaMikdash to be destroyed. And we said that the cover was too narrow. What does that mean? When Rabbi Yochanan will get to this pasuk, Kabechi, he would cry. Amar, It says about Hashem that Hashem is able to gather like a mound the water of the sea. And now, Avodazara uh, became like a tzara to him. A tzara is a co-wife. As if Hashem, has to sh- Hashem is the greatest in the world. He, he now became a co-wife to an Avodazara, like Jews are. Uh, I believe in Hashem and uh, also this. You, you, you made Hashem who was the greatest into, uh, together with your stock, idol? Stock market. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Next, Giloy Arayot, when we say immorality, Pasuk says, Because the daughters of Zion would go with their neck stretched out, and with looking eyes, Haloch v'tofev telachna, they float when they walk, and they and with their feet, they they cause venom to come out. What does that mean? We're going to go through each part of the pasuk of how the daughters of Bnei Yisrael during the Beit Hamikdash, first Beit Hamikdash, were not acting with siniyut. How do we see? Yam ki gavu benotzion sheyu malchot aruchot betzad ksara. They would have a tall woman. Walk next to a short woman. Why? Because she wants to. Uh, she wants to show off her, her height. She would specifically take a short woman to walk around with, so people would notice how tall she was. Right. What else? They would walk. They would walk with a, with a, with her unnaturally straight posture, and with looking eyes. They would. They would. Uh, cover their eyes with makeup in order to um, in order to attract people I guess in a, in a way that was uh, not the norm they would float as they walk they would unnaturally walk in a, in a funny way to attract attention Again, these are all attention-attracting things. And with their feet, they would uh, spew venom. What does that mean? They would bring up um, perfumes and put it in their shoes. And when they pass by the Jewish boys, 
they would stamp their feet and they would sprinkle the perfume towards them. It's like bringing the Yetzirah like, that's why they're calling it like, like the venom of a steak. They're specifically targeting uh, people, uh, t- targeting young boys uh, specifically on purpose to cause Gilui Areot. How do we see Shvichut Amin? How do we see the Shvichut Amin during that time? Dechtim, because Pasuk says, Vegam dam naki shafach menashe. Even innocent blood was shed by menashe. Ad ashe mileet Yerushalayim pelepe. Till Yerushalayim was filled up with, from one end to the other. Okay. Ava Makdashini she'a oskim batorah metzvot minut hazadim. Mirecharav. During the Makdashini, where the Jews were doing Torah, and mitzvot and gevul chesed. So then, why was that destroyed? Says the Gemara. Because there was sinat chinam. Now it's very interesting that there was chesed and sinat chinam at the same time. One would think that if they're doing chesed, so there shouldn't be sinat chinam. We're doing chesed to everybody. In fact, chesed doesn't always doing chesed doesn't always stop you from 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 Sinat Chinam. A person could uh, do Chesed, but the Chesed is really for himself. When, when the Chesed, there's Chesed where you're doing Chesed in order that you, you should be in Gomel Chesed. And then there's Chesed where you're doing Chesed because you really care about others. When you're really, really caring about everyone, that's real Chesed. When you, sometimes they're doing, there could be plenty of Chesed organizations, but they're really for, for, for glamour and then it's not necessarily uh, a good thing. We see from here that Sinat Chinam is equal to the other three Averot altogether. Okay. Because we see that they both got destroyed for the same stuff. Says the Gemara, Rishaim Hayu. What we, we said about Yochumat is that they were really Rishaim, but they relied on Hashem. What does that mean? Atam the Mikdash Rishon. That's referring to the Mikdash Rishon. The, the judges get bribed, and the Kohanim. Well, if you pay them, they decide halakha. And the, the nevi'im, all for money. It's all uh, wicked. But still, they're relying on Hashem. And they said, Baruch Hashem, Hashem is with us, and therefore the enemy won't be able to attack us. Therefore, Hashem gave them three gizrot. Because of the three Avirot in the hand. Therefore, because of you, Sion uh, will be a field and be plowed. This beautiful city of Sion will end up becoming a field. That's a terrible tragedy when you have a place that was a, that was a bustling city and then it becomes a field. And Yerushalayim will become ruins. The Harabait and the Mount of Yushalayim where the Bet Mikdash was, the Bamot Yar will be like a high place in the forest. Nothing but nothing special. 
There was no sinat chinam in the first Beit Hamikdash. What do you mean? It says, "El Harev Hayu Al Ami Lachen Safu Al Yarech." It says that they were scared of the sword, my nation, and therefore they would hit their hit their their legs. These are people who eat and drink with each other. They're friendly. And they still speak. About each other, they they sit with you and they smile at you, and when they turn away from you, they're talking bad about you. What's the on basis hatred? Yes. Now, basis hatred means that the the people are holding grudges against other other Jews. These are such high. The Beit Hamikdash. I don't understand. I'm not copying. Like there's this, there's that. There, here you have the Beit Hamikdash, and you have women, and these are not like. Sketch guys, these are like halal guys. No, I mean, no. Well, the Beit Hamikdash being here just makes it that it's a big, big Beit Hamikdash. We often think that if the Beit Hamikdash is well, when Mashiach comes, then Mashiach didn't come now. Why is he coming? Like, didn't he come then? Why is he coming now? Right? You know, that's a bit. Never mind. Well, the Mashiach, they they had the Beit Hamikdash already. Right. So, so now, when you have the Beit Hamikdash, it's a wonderful thing, but you have to take advantage of it in the right way. Some did, but many, many Jews didn't take advantage of it, and you take it for granted. And they're they're still focusing on their on their on the stuff. They're focusing on the the Yetzirah still has power. Hashem always gives the Yetzirah power to do things. And in a way, person doing things wrong when there's a Beit Hamikdash is a, is even a, a, a bigger sin. The Beit Hamikdash is here, and you're choosing this. Right. So, you know, in a way, it's a little easier now. You know, you don't have the Beit Hamikdash. It's a little harder for us. You have an excuse of some sort. How do we see the, whether the excuse is valid or not? I don't know. Okay. So we're saying this. No, where, where, where are we holding? Right. No, like, don't they do, they're, they're doing like uh, Yom Kippur every single year. Yes. Coming Kohen, Kapel, the whole nation. Right. Wouldn't that help? Like, wouldn't that help with all of these? It should get rid of all the sins, right? Was it No, the, 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 he, what, he's asking about the first Beth Mikdash. We had only 18 Kohen Gadols. They were good. A lot of them were good. Every year. They but they had serious Abu Zarah too. Yeah. Yeah, Abu Zarah is heavy. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't, how many years does it last? You know, I guess they got rid of 410 years. Of the 410 years, how many years that are, are, are Abu Zarah years? That, that the king is pushing Abu Zarah throughout the country. It's a whole different uh, level. I'm going to be al Okay, we do this. Haibin says the so we, we had a question that there was Sinat Chinam in the first in, in the first Beit HaMikdash too. Why are we making it like there's no Sinat Chinam? Ha'hi b'nisi'ei said Havai. Only the, the, the leaders of the Jews had Sinat Chinam in the first Beit HaMikdash. And they used to talk about each other. Tekhtiv za'ak v'hilel ben Adam ki hi ha'ita v'ami. Cry b'nei Adam because that's among the nation. V'tanyi we learned in the Brayta. Za'ak v'hilel ben Adam you might think he's doing it for everyone. This is only among the princes of the Jews. So during the first Beit HaMikdash, the regular people didn't hate each other. Only the princes. And that's why we didn't mention it. Because it was just the princes alone. It's not going to cause the Beit HaMikdash to get destroyed for that reason. Rabbi Yochanan and Azad, they both say the same thing. The first Beit HaMikdash and the first Beit HaMikdash where we knew where everyone knew what Avera they did. Right? They did open 
Averot, so also Nitgala Kitzam. Their end was revealed. That's why we know it was going to be 70 years in between the first and second Betel Gash. Because it was revealed Avera, so we have a revealed end. Acharonim, the second Beit Hamikdash, Shilonet Gala Avonam, their sin was not out in the public; it was in their heart. Lonet Gala Kitzam, it also did not. Therefore, we did not say when the end and when the third Beit Hamikdash is going to be built. Now, one would think, one would think that an open sin is better than. Is worse. Well, it's better because you, you know Hashem is there. Oh, thank you. Yes. An open sin is showing that you're not scared of people and you're not showing that a person is better than Hashem. A, 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 a guy who hides his sin is showing that he's really just scared of people. He doesn't really believe in Hashem. And not believing in Hashem in a way is worse. That's why we're telling you that that's that's why they had their thing revealed, and that's why we're two thousand years and they're only seven. We're almost we're nineteen fifty. We're long, many many years, and they're only seventy years. Amar Biochanan, Tovat Ziponam Shidushanim Mekreso Shalachonim. The fingernail of the early generations was better than the whole stomach of later generations. Amar Bioch Amar Rishakish Adanaba, Achonim Adifid. The second generation was better. Avagav Deikashibud Malchiot Kaaski Betola. Look. Because in the first Beit Hamikdash, the kings were Jewish kings. Second Beit Hamikdash, they were Goyim kings, and we still learn Torah even under the Goyim kings. That's better. Right. So Torah Shakish doesn't agree with his brother-in-law. Amalai, Rishon said back, "Bira tochiach, I'll prove it to you from the Beit Hamikdash. Shechazal Rishonim v'lochazal Harim. I'll prove to you that I'm right from the Beit Hamikdash. Beit Hamikdash came back from the first Beit Hamikdash, and it never came back yet." From the second Beit Hamikdash. Now, Rabbi Yochanan is talking only a few hundred years after the Beit Hamikdash, right. right? And he said, "Look, it's three hundred years; it hasn't come back yet. The first Beit Hamikdash was seventy years; it came back. So I'm right. You're telling me that the second Beit Hamikdash people were better because they did they learnt with under the rule of the Goyim. I'll prove to you that you're wrong. Look, the Beit Hamikdash is not back yet. Okay." Says the Gemara, "Ika da'am shalu to be Eliezer." They said to be Eliezer, "Rishonim gedolim or harim gedolim? Which were bigger, the Rishonim or, or the Aharonim? The first Mikdash or the second Mikdash?" I'm over there. Look at the Bet Mikdash. You can see from the Bet Mikdash. We already said before in the Mishnah that the word bira refers to the Bet Mikdash. Remember we had that in, in last Mishnah Shkalim. Remember in Shkalim we said bira was the Bet Mikdash. Bira was either a certain place or was the Bet Mikdash. So here we're using the same term. Tnu enechem bebira. Good. Says the Gemara, Ikidami, some say, Amalahem, he told them, Edechem Bira, your witness is the Beit Mikdash. Same idea. Okay. Resh Lakish, Havisachi, Biyadena. Resh Lakish was swimming in the Jordan River. Atarabba Barbachana. Rabba Barbachana came and he saw him about to leave the water. Yavle Yada, so he gave him his hand to pull him out. Amalahem, he told him, Hashem hates the Babylonians. So, Rabbi Barachana is from Babel, Rish Lakish from Erzel, and Rish Lakish, when, he, when he's coming down, he's saying, Hashem hates you guys. Why? Dechri Bazuk says, Im Chomahi, 
Pasuk and Shira Shirim, we say every Friday night. Im Chomahi, if she is a wall, Nevne Alea Tirat Kasef, will build on her a silver crown. Im Delti, but if she's a door, Natsura Leloch Ares, will cover her with a panel of cedar. What does that mean? Im Asita Mazamke Choma, if you made yourself like a wall. What does it mean, made the wall? You would have came up to build, rebuild the second Beit Hamikdash in the time of Ezra, because not all the Jews came back to build the second Beit Hamikdash after the first Beit Hamikdash was destroyed. After seventy years, when they rebuilt the second Beit Hamikdash, people didn't want to go because you had to go to Israel. Didn't have the same creature comforts that they had in Babel. Not everyone came, so he's telling we Hashem hated you because you weren't a wall. You weren't strong like a wall to come back and rebuild the second Beit Hamikdash. Then you would have been like silver. Because silver never gets tarnished. doesn't get decayed. Now you became like doors. You guys are like a cedar. Which could get decayed. My eres. Is a worm that makes holes in the cedar. So if you have a worm, if you have Silver, silver is going to be there forever. It can get tarnished, but it can't get decayed. But wood can get decayed, and therefore you guys are like wood. Amar Abba Batkol. Rabbi Abba said, Abatkol. Titania, we learned in the Brighta. Mishmetu Nevi'ima Honim Chagai Zechayu Malachi. Neskalkaduch Kodesh Misael. Vadayim Mishlamshim Abatkol. Even though, okay, what made, I'm sorry, what Mara is explaining now, what made it look like you're a hollowed out cedar? In what way are we a hollowed out cedar? Answer is, because when the Nibi'im died, so now we don't have Ruach HaKodesh anymore, now all we have is a Bat Kol, okay? What does that mean? Resh Lakish, Mimishtai, Bahadi, Rabbi Barchanah. Did Resh Lakish talk to Rabbi Babachana, according to the story? Uma Rabbi Elazar demarad the Aradi Yisrael Hava. V'loi Meshtai Resh Lakish ba'adeh. If Resh Lakish didn't talk to Rabbi Elazar, who was in charge of the whole Israel, demand the Meshtai Resh Lakish ba'adeh b'shuk yavle iska below Sahadi. A person would talk to anyone who Resh Lakish would talk speak to in the market. People would do business with no witnesses. V'hadi Rabbi Babachana Meshtai would. Would uh, Rish Lakish talk to Rabbi Babachana? And my papa, Shadi Gavre Benayu. There was another person in between them. I Rish Lakish have Uziiri. I Rabbi Babachana have Rabbi Elazar. Morris is right. Rish Lakish wouldn't talk to Rabbi Babachana. Okay? But, we have to, therefore, we have to change the story. Again, in the story we're saying that we, we're quoting, it's Rish Lakish in the, Rish Lakish in the, in the river. And he gets pulled out by Rabbi Barakana. Either Reish Lakish, and he was only talking to Ziri, and Ziri was the one who pulled him out, and he said, told Ziri, Hashem hates you guys. Or it was not Reish Lakish swimming, it was Rabbi Barakana who was pulled out Rabbi Al Azad, not Reish Lakish, and Rabbi Al Azad told him that thing. Okay, so change the story. Says him out. When Reish Lakish came in front of Yochanan, and he told Rabbi Yochanan that he told the Babylonian guy that Hashem hates you. So he said, Amalei told him, Love Hainutama. That's not the reason why Hashem wasn't in the second Beit HaMikdash because the Babylonians didn't come. 
inami silku kula biyamayazan. Even if everyone came in days of Ezra, lo avishari shchina mikdashini. Hashem wanted to have the shchina mikdashini. Dichtiv yafet elohim liyafet v'shkom mealu Hashem. Hashem gave beauty to yafet v'shkom mealu Hashem. Let me explain what this means. Vishakish um, is complaining, and he's saying that you Babylonian guys, because you didn't come to the Beit Hamikdash, that's why we didn't have the Shekhinah in the second Beit Hamikdash. There was a lot of different miracles that happened in the first Beit Hamikdash. Didn't happen in the second Beit Hamikdash. So Vishakish is complaining to the Babylonians. Of course, you guys didn't trust Hashem to leave Babylonia. That's why we didn't have it. So he complained. Now we don't. There's machloket who was talking to who. Was it Vishakish or somebody else? But whatever, whoever it was said to whatever it is. Now, when they came to Rabbi Yochan to tell him the story, he disagreed. He says, even if and everyone came, Hashem wouldn't have came anyway. Because when Hashem promised Noah that his uh, children, Shem and... No, when Noah prom- said, gave a belacha, Yaf Elohim Yefet, Hashem will be given beauty to Yefet, to Yishkon and live Hashem in the tents of Shem. Now, the two Beit HaMikdash are compared to those two things. So in other words, the first Beit HaMikdash was built by Shem, by Shilomo HaMelech. Shilomo HaMelech is from Shem. And Hashem lived in the house of Shem. But Hashem gave beauty to Yefet. This, the, the people who built the second Beit HaMikdash were descended from Yefet, and they made a beautiful Beit HaMikdash, but... Hashem didn't live in it. And that, since Hashem promised he's not going to live in it, that's the reason why he wasn't there. And therefore, even had the Babylonians come up, Hashem would not have lived, would not have put his Shekhinah in the second Beit Mitash, because the Pasuk says, Vishkon Ba'ol Hashem. Okay? Did I lose you, Joey? It looks like I lost you. Yes. But, but there was two people, the actual builders were, uh, of the first one, was, uh, was, uh, Shem, Shilomo HaMelech, and the builder of the second one was King Koresh, who allowed them to rebuild it. So Rabbi, it was predestined. What? According to Yochanan, according to Yochanan, the the second Beit HaMikdash was was never going to have the the Shekhinah coming on it like the other ones, and it's not not the fault of the Babylonians who are not coming. Now, the Gemara is going to now, on, on Daf Yud, we'll discuss whether the Persians who allowed us to build the Beit HaMikdash, are they really from Yefet or not? We'll discuss that tomorrow. Amen. Thank you, everyone.